off the rocket, off the stick of Jeff Tambellini. It's uh, about 6.30 p.m., and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, uh, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley, and my uh, my partner Jim Dwyer is still uh, dealing with those midterm grades. Got to get them in. And we sympathize with his situation because if you're a high school English teacher, you probably have to read a lot of essays and do some serious uh, criticism about what's working and what isn't. So uh, he'll be back with us next week when, by the way, we will be fundraising. So uh, uh, tune in next week. We always have a kind of a special fundraiser show in which we keep things moving rapidly from uh, brain damage to brain damage and interesting item to interesting item. Well, uh, obviously, this has been a very interesting week in the news for a variety of reasons. There have been a number of big... Uh, obituaries that are in the news that I'm not really, I don't really have time to talk about this week, but we certainly can talk about George Habash, a leader of the PLFP, uh, the whole Pan Am 103 business, and uh, Suharto in uh, upcoming shows. Suffice to say that Suharto is part of that dark American history uh, involving the CIA and the Cold War. And estimates vary about how much money uh, the Suharto family pilfered uh, both from uh, American uh, aid that was funneled to Indonesia over the years uh, because he was an anti-communist, and the way this sort of uh, crony capitalism operated in Indonesia. But there are some estimates that he pilfered as much as $35 billion. And Indonesia, uh, under his reign, was a violent society. There were all sorts of uh, brutal... Uh, crackdowns on political dissidents. The United States, incidentally, in 1975, when Henry Kissinger was Secretary of State and Gerald R. Ford, our president, uh, gave Suharto a kind of a uh, green light to uh, invade East Timor, which uh, actually is a strange story involving colonialism and, and uh history uh, in that region because East Timor was actually a Portuguese uh, colony in in the midst of uh, those uh, archipelago of islands called Indonesia. And of course, Indonesia is frequently in the news. Uh, it is the largest uh, uh, Muslim country in the world uh, in terms of numbers. And uh, it also 
seems to, because of its uh, sort of length, I think it's uh, estimated to be 3,000 miles long of those islands, 10,000 of them, I believe, has a lot of natural disasters, a lot of earthquakes. Of course, we had the famous tsunami there a couple of years ago that killed uh, thousands of people. And uh, it is a very active uh, earthquake zone. So we'll talk about Suharto and the Cold War in uh, upcoming shows. Obviously, um, the other big story this week has been the economy. Uh, we have had a kind of an unprecedented event where the Federal Reserve actually cut uh, interest rates in midweek. Today, uh, housing data showed that, um, you know, we had our worst year in 16 years in terms of uh, home sales. Um, and the stock market actually greeted this bad news as good news because they think the Fed is going to cut again. Uh, and with respect to all of this uh, easy money that the Fed is now promulgating, uh, let me just say that it doesn't even address the problem. And this, of course, is related to this economic stimulus um, the issue that suddenly emerged. Uh, George Bush has uh, rediscovered Keynesian economics, and he's desperate for a stimulus package, as is the House of Representatives. They, of course, are all up for re-election. Um, so throwing money at, at, at the problem uh, in their minds is good. There's a, a big debate about the actual effectiveness of this stimulus package. And of course, the Senate is now weighing in. And I think that the stimulus bill is going to uh, look very different. But I think that the uh, quick capitulation by Nancy Pelosi and the uh, Democrats in the House of Representatives uh, demonstrate why uh, the Democrats frequently are able to snatch defeat uh, from the jaws of victory, as the saying goes. Uh, we're turning that around. But uh, George Bush is over a barrel, man. This guy's approval ratings are in the low 30s. Uh, he will go out of office as the most unpopular president of all time. And if he leaves office, uh, with, with the exception, of course, of Richard Nixon, but Richard Nixon was uh, did win uh, an enormous landslide election in 1972, and uh, Richard Nixon did have higher approval ratings at different times in his presidency. But as the uh, obvious crimes and misdemeanors, high crimes and misdemeanors of Watergate became apparent, uh, Richard Nixon left office with a 24% approval rating, and George Bush is basically in that territory. He is uh, lower than Jimmy Carter, and he's been in the 30s now for several years. And when you put this in the context of the Iraq War, which uh, continues to be unpopular despite uh, John McCain's assertions that, this, that, that the surge is working, uh, with this uh, precarious economic situation, uh, George Bush is desperate for a stimulus package. And it strikes me that the Democrats have uh, the winning cards here. They have uh, the uh, the cards in their hand. They're holding two pair. And what are they doing? They're trying to draw for an inside straight. Uh, this is just absolute nonsense. Um, if you hold the winning cards, you don't draw for the inside straight. You go for the full boat. Uh, they need to force George Bush to accept the stimulus package uh, contingent on um, palpable troop withdrawals from Iraq. It's no coincidence that the amount of money that they're asking in the stimulus package is roughly what we're spending in Iraq every year. And, of course, all of that money is, uh, is wasted for the most part. It's lining the pockets of certain corporate uh, entities that are uh, closely connected to the Republican Party. And, of course, it uh, is uh, trying to uh, bolster a policy of complete failure uh, in the invasion of Iraq. 
So I give uh, Nancy Pelosi a brain damage award for this quick capitulation. Uh, the stimulus package in and of itself, I think the evidence from the last one that we had back in 2001 was that it did provide a little bit of moderate assistance to the economy, but about 30% of the money was just put in the bank uh, by those people. And this stimulus package, I doubt, will be spent on uh, uh, you know, consumer spending more than debt reduction. The fundamental problem in the American economy is there is too much debt. There is too much personal debt, corporate debt, and government debt. Uh, this has been going on for, uh, well, since Richard Nixon and uh, was exacerbated by the fiscal policies of Ronald Reagan. And George Bush, of course, is going to take uh, the grand prize in terms of uh, irresponsible government spending uh, that has not benefited the economy and has created all kinds of other problems. The Federal Reserve, of course, has played a role in this. They have been inattentive to the um, banking problem uh, and all of these uh, instruments of debt that have been created. I call it fi creative finance and... Uh, it's a scary situation. I just wanted to, to uh, read an example of uh, what is actually at the heart of the problem in the American economy. Just last week in Washington, 250 mayors gathered uh, and, as, at a winter meeting uh, under the rubric of the United States Conference of Mayors. And it's been pointed out in a December conference study, this uh, was just released a month ago, said that the home values in America would drop by $1.2 trillion in 2008, hitting city budgets the hardest. And states are beginning to suffer. They have pointed out that uh, 16 different states, according to the Center for Budget and uh, Policy Priorities in Washington, reported, quote, at least 16 states had predicted budget shortfalls for 2009, fiscal year 2009, totaling 30 billion dollars. Uh, Michigan, of course, is, is one of these uh, states that's going to have state budget problems that are going to be profound. And the Democrats should, uh, in the stimulus package, give aid to unemployed people, which is a clear benefit to the economy, and also direct aid to states and municipalities to deal with these uh, foreclosure problems that have actually been created by the failure to regulate the financial instruments of Wall Street. Much of this is fraud. It's a big, long story. We don't need to go, go into all of the details. But even a cursory look at uh, economic statistics from, I just, I keep these, uh, these little uh, in economic indicators uh, uh, from various months to show the trends in, in uh, graph, uh, you know, and, and this particular from the, uh, the, these particular graphs from the 10th of uh, March this past year, which is roughly 10, 10 months ago, show the precipitous decline in construction spending, a precipitous decline in uh, personal savings. America, by the way, had a negative savings rate for the uh, uh, third consecutive year. Uh, as I recall, a manufacturing index that's in decline, a balance of trade uh, graph that shows continued deterioration, and a housing supply that, of course, shows an, a massive increase, and that's in terms of inventory. So the housing market, of course, is going to be a disaster for uh, at least another 18 months, and this stimulus package that's being, um, is just throwing money 
uh, to make the politicians feel good and, and hope that they get reelected. And that's, of course, why the House of Representatives capitulated so quickly. Uh, they're up for reelection uh, every two years. The Senate is not. And, of course, this article that I was quoting about these dire uh, problems for uh, states and municipalities was by Ian Urbina in the uh, 24th of uh, January edition of the New York Times, and it goes into the specific details of a few cities. For instance, Fairfax County uh, in Virginia is looking at a $220 million deficit for the coming fiscal year and is considering cuts to school districts. Fairfax County, by the way, is one of the wealthiest counties in the United States of America. It's in suburban Washington, D.C. And when a wealthy county, such as Fairfax County, is looking at deficits of that uh, nature, uh, you know that this uh, problem is not going to go away with a a Band-Aid approach um, that uh, is being proposed by the House of Representatives. Uh, So hopefully the Senate will improve this bill and... uh, at the same time, uh, I believe the Democrats should uh, use some hard bargaining and link a stimulus bill to palpable troop withdrawals in Iraq. Um, speaking of which, uh, the evidence is in on the lies. Uh, locally, we've had a big, splashy story over the past couple of days about Kwame Kilpatrick and perjury. Um, we'll give him a brain damage award as well as his mistress. They apparently um, have text messages, uh, literally thousands of them. How you doing, honey? You know, all this nonsense uh, love babble. It kind of reminds me of a Rock Hudson Doris Day uh, uh, movie from the 60s. Uh, It's it's actually humorous if it, of course, didn't involve $9 million of taxpayer money that was involved in this uh, Detroit lawsuit involving these these police officers that were investigating uh, improprieties by Kwame Kirkpatrick. They, of course, lied on the stand uh, in the in the trial involving the police, uh, denying that they were having an affair. Uh, And then, of course, the text messages, uh, alas, have been preserved for our humorous perusal. Uh, So we'll give them both a brain damage award. I don't know how you remove Kwame Kilpatrick. The guy's got some charisma. He's got some good ideas. But, man, this guy's personal life is a fiasco. Um, That's just a couple of big lies by him. But how about the 930 lies by the Bush administration leading up to the Iraq war? Uh, We're going to get treated tonight to George Bush's last state of the union. Well, thank goodness. Uh, because several of his other states of the union have been uh, just littered with false statements. Uh, They talk about the 16 words from the 2003 state of the union. There aren't 16 uh, inaccurate words in that state of the union, ladies and gentlemen. There are about 16 paragraphs of blatant lies. And, of course, George Bush leads the way with 260. Colin Powell comes in second. With 244, we'll give him a brain damage award. Uh, It seems that uh, some of the luster has been taken off his uh, image. Condoleezza Rice, 56 lies. Paul Wolfowitz, who was promoted last week, he's back in the government in the State Department. This guy is, it's it's like that little... uh, um, Oh, that thing that people have in their hair. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the word uh, that he couldn't keep down in the, in the 9-11 movie by uh, 
Michael Moore, it just keeps he just keeps popping back up. He's like a he's like a uh, a vampire or something. I don't know how you get rid of this guy, but he's back in the State Department working for Condoleezza Rice, where they can collaborate apparently online. We've got Ari Fleischer, 109 lies. Donald Rumsfeld, 109 lies. Dick Cheney with 48. And, of course, some of his lies were the biggest whoppers of them all. Um, but that's the um, academic report by a nonpartisan organization involving the dishonesty, the intellectual dishonesty that the Bush administration used to justify the war uh, in Iraq, the links to al-Qaeda, the weapons of mass destruction, the mushroom clouds. We know it all. This is the record. It is staggering. Um, and uh, is certainly grounds for impeachment. So we give the entire Bush administration, particularly these top officials, you know, the, 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 the top officials of the National Security Council, 935 lies. George Bush led the way with 260. Bumper stickers should proliferate. 260. Bush W. Wanker. That's what he is. That's what the facts are. Now, real quickly on this uh, on this uh, political uh, situation, of course, we have the Florida primary tomorrow, uh, and it's clearly going to be a Romney-McCain uh, uh, battle. I'm going to predict, uh, just because I've kept doing this, uh, McCain will win by two points. Uh, but Romney has come on strong, and don't be surprised if he wins by two points. But uh, what is quickly emerging uh, in the Republican Party is Giuliani is, is uh, finito. We've been talking about that for months. Um, Huckabee has no money. Uh, McCain has no money. Ron Paul has plenty of money, uh, and he has a uh, enthusiastic, uh, you know, 5% of the uh, Republican primary elected the, the electorate that seemed to go for him. And um, Romney has money, so the, the Republican uh, race is going to be fascinating. It's quite clear that the mainstream Republican Party is, is, is grappling with whether or not Julian, uh, McCain or Romney should be the nominee. Uh, so we'll see what happens in Florida. The reason that this is relevant is it goes into the Super Tuesday next week. And once again, the Democrats uh, in Florida are like Michigan. They're having a primary where there are no delegates at stake. This is actually a fascinating story. If you think about it, Florida and Michigan combined account for about 10% of the American population. Therefore, they are about 10% of the, American, of, of the delegates that are at stake uh, in these primaries. Which means that in order to win the Democratic primary now, since you've taken 10% of the delegates completely off the table, um, you essentially need to be winning 55% of the vote uh, to win the nomination. Well, that isn't going to happen for either Barack Obama or uh, Hillary Clinton. John Edwards uh, did well enough in South Carolina. He got, I don't know, 19% or so. He got some delegates, and he's in the race, and he's staying in the race. And I hope he stays in the race because John Edwards is the one guy that's talking about issues. The media is fascinated with all of this crapola about, you know, Hillary being the first woman, Barack Obama, first African-American, they keep bringing up this race nonsense. They keep um, bringing it up even about Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton makes a statement. I'm going to read the statement he made. He said, Jesse Jackson won the state twice, and he ran a good campaign. Barack Obama won this state, and he ran a good campaign. 
then there are people that are going out in the media and taking that statement and saying that it's racist. I'm like, what's racist about it? Bill Clinton is entitled to his opinion. There isn't any racism in that statement. He's merely stating facts. Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina are all very quirky states for different reasons. Um, Barack Obama, of course, in these upcoming states is not going to benefit from half of the electorate, half of the voters, uh, being African-American. And, of course, the numbers are clear. He won uh, African-American votes in South Carolina 4-1, to one, and he won one out of four so-called Caucasian votes. The media is fascinated with the demarcation of race and how these voters are picking things, picking these candidates. This doesn't matter anymore. This is, this is as I said, this is not an issue about uh, a campaign about change anymore. This is a campaign about personality. And uh, as I've said before, Barack Obama, John Edwards will win in landslides if they are the nominees. If Hillary is the nominee for the Democratic Party, uh, there will be a dogfight and uh, I don't know which dog we're going to have in the fight uh, on the Republican side, but uh, it will be a close race if Hillary is the nominee. She simply has too much baggage and cannot get rid of it. All of, this, all of these attacks on Bill Clinton about racism, I think, are way exaggerated. There's, a, there's an expression in hockey called diving. In basketball, it's called flopping. And there's just too much of this going on in the campaign. I do hope Bill Clinton cools it, so to speak, and and sort of downscales his uh, his uh, shall we say role as vice presidential candidate, um, and you know allows Hillary to to win or lose on the merits of her own candidacy. Obviously, the big news today with Ted Kennedy uh, endorsing Obama that's huge. Uh, the Kennedy. Uh, clan, shall we say, and a number of the other candidates have endorsed Obama. Uh, they've stated their reasons for doing so. This is this is key. Uh, Ted Kennedy is is perhaps the greatest senator uh, that's served in uh, in uh, Congress over the past forty years because Ted Kennedy is what we call a show horse and a workhorse. Most politicians are one or the other. A classic. Uh, workhorse was a guy like Everett Dirksen. He worked behind the scenes. Lyndon Johnson, when he was the majority leader in the Senate, a workhorse. A show horse is somebody like Ronald Reagan or Barack Obama. You know, they're, they're, they, they don't work that. Or Fred Thompson is a show horse uh, that, uh, of course, never uh, ran a race where he uh, showed. <laughs> That's a gambling term there. Um, Ted Kennedy is this is this unusual combination um, because let's remember this is a man that always gets a prime time uh, speaker presentation role at the convention, uh, the Democratic conventions. He's got the legacy of John F. Kennedy, and this is important. Now, I personally think Barack Obama made a huge mistake a couple of weeks ago, even talking about Ronald Reagan. If he was talking about transformative figures, he should have said JFK or FDR. He shouldn't have bothered to mention Ronald Reagan because I think that's created a big distraction about the legacy of Ronald Reagan and what he said. Well, who knows? Uh, but this obviously next this next Super Tuesday, you have all these states all across the country. Hillary's going to get delegates. Obama's going to get delegates. Edwards is going to get delegates. And guess what? The Democrats aren't going to have a nominee. So this, this campaign will go on and on, and I think it's good. I think that John Edwards is the key. When does he get out? Who knows? Is he going to stay viable? Who knows? Um, he, he's been doing better 
um, he makes these little moves of about five to six points in the last week of the uh, of these primaries, and then that's what he ends up with. The polls are absolutely correct about John Edwards' support. It just seems to fall somewhere between 15 and 25 percent, and uh, we'll see if that continues. But if it does, he's effectively going to deny the nomination to uh, either Obama or Hillary. And guess what? The Democrats will have a real convention. The superdelegates will probably end up being the key. And just remember, the Democrats and the Democratic National Committee have taken 10% of their delegates off the table. So you don't need 50% plus one. You now need 55% to win the nomination on your own. And I don't think that's going to happen with either Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton. Tune into the debates later this week on both the Republican side and the Democratic side. These will be the last debates before Super Tuesday um, and uh, should indicate, you know, who's 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 uh, making it and who's not. Um, another little item that I saw that I wanted to read uh, that's uh, very interesting. It says a large this is just from an Associated Press story uh, dated the 27th of January. It says a large U.S. spy satellite has lost power and could hit Earth in late February or March, the government said Saturday. The satellite, which no longer can be controlled, could contain hazardous materials, and it's unknown on the planet where it might come down. The officials spoke on uh, conditions of anonymity because the information is classified as secret. Such uncontrolled reentry could risk exposure of U.S. secrets, said John Pike, uh, director uh, of research at globalsecurity.org. He estimates that the spacecraft weighs about 20,000 pounds and is the size of a small bus. Jeffrey Richelin, a senior fellow at the National Security Archive, said the spacecraft is likely a photo reconnaissance satellite. Such eyes in the sky are used to gather information from space about adversarial governments and terror groups, uh, including construction at suspected nuclear sites or militant training camps. Well, it's fascinating to know that this spy satellite the size of a bus is uh, going to hit the Earth with, quote, hazardous material. What's the material and how hazardous is it? And, of course, uh, in recent years, there's space is now littered with uh, these satellites. Uh, the, I've seen these sort of photographic images of the Earth with all of the satellites uh, that they're circling. And, of course, there are many countries that have these satellites up there, uh, including China and uh, Russia and France and Britain, etc. And, of course, I'm sure that America has the most. But uh, this is this might be an issue worth uh, discussing as a serious uh, environmental <laughs> hazard to the, the world at large. Uh, we've had um, some reports, by the way, that the shuttle, um, which uh, well, there have been some mishaps with the sh shuttle, uh, contain uh, nuclear material, uh, and that is uh, scary stuff. Uh, but anyway, the big number of the week is 935. Those are the numbers of lies uttered by the Bush administration uh, on the uh, 
basically as as the propaganda campaign led to the war in Iraq. What George Bush will say that up about that tonight uh, in the campaign is unknown. It'll be interesting to see how the Democrats talk about this issue in their next debate because uh, this study was not released uh, in time for the South Carolina debate last week. And um, needless to say, the Republicans that debated uh, this past uh, Thursday night uh, didn't say anything about it. Maybe the less said by them, the better, um, because uh, whoever the Republican nominee is, they're going to have a very difficult time uh, dealing with George Bush's legacy of um, the war in Iraq and the uh, declining economy that uh, George Bush is now ironically dependent on uh, the Democrats to write up a stimulus package. Boy, that is just juicy stuff that uh, George Bush is now desperate for the Democrats to, uh, you know, throw some money at the problem to bail him out. By the way, another quick item that I'll just mention uh, in our closing minutes here. Uh, just last, uh, let's see, about three weeks ago, there was a study, and this uh, I mentioned this because healthcare uh, consistently finishes either second or third as far as issues that uh, concern voters uh, in these uh, primary uh, states, in, the, in these primary elections that we're having. And a new study um, shows the increase on health care spending increased by businesses 5.7% in 2006 to nearly $500 billion. Um, the new drug benefit helped the average hit per person. The average cost per person is now gone up to $7,000 per person. The increase was much greater than the 5.8%. This is total health care spending in 2005 but is below the average increase of 13.4% per year since 1995 to 2004. We have a housing bubble, ladies and gentlemen, because income has been flat for a decade. There was this big run-up in house prices that had no rational basis based on income. Well, listen to those health care costs, 13% per year over the course of a decade. And yet we're told by the Federal, the federal Reserve and ben, ben, Matt Branicky and Alan Greenspan that we don't have any inflation in America. What planet are these people living on? Um, anybody that's gone shopping, by the way, in the last couple of months knows how, how high the uh, food, in, uh, food costs, food prices have gone up enormously. And of course, this is connected to the cost of petroleum. Um, the debates have way too much nonsense about race, sex, and class, and not enough debate about the real issues. Very unfortunate, for instance, that in Nevada there weren't discussions about water and suburban sprawl, and specifically the housing crisis in, uh, in Las Vegas. Very unfortunate that in South Carolina we didn't have more discussion about the appalling toxic uh, environmental sites that are all over South Carolina that affect... Uh, African-American communities disproportionately and in the environmental consequences of these toxic sites. We need to broaden some of the issues. So uh, let's hope these moderators clean up their act and get off this 
incredibly dull narrative uh, that they're infatuated with, and that is this race, gender um, debacle <laughs> that the Democrats now find themselves in, and that the, um, well, the Republicans' uh, problems are, are, are a little different, but uh, watch this Romney-McCain uh, interaction over the next couple of weeks, because those are clearly uh, your front runners on the Republican side. Anyway, we are out of time down here on Gray Matters. It's a little after 7 p.m. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We'd like to thank Alex for engineering this 